Welcome to the Entertain Podcast, Season 8, Episode 2. I'm your host, Hybrid Mink. In the room tonight, we have Dr. Kev. Good evening. Who's going to be in this two hours? Right, Zeno? Heyo. And Requiem. Come on, moi. So, we're a little late into this season, but hopefully you haven't watched anything yet. You've waited for our opinions to weigh in on what you should watch. We're going to talk about the quote-unquote new season. <laughs> Uh, but before we get to that, um, let's go to the housekeeping with Dr. Kev. What's going on on the site? Hey, also on our website, which is medium.com forward slash annotate hyphen official or annotate.org. We've got a, a bunch of new articles that have been written since the last time we recorded. So I did one um, based on my suffering through all three Mov Love games, <laughs> much to the hilarity of everyone else who's read Mov Love. So yeah, I... Um, yeah, you can go read about that. My, I bear my soul on the page, and I'm never going through that again. Um, that might be my favorite article in years. Really? So did that give you a new perspective on licorice recoil? Oh, he made a licorice joke. Exile's yeah. mad somewhere. Exile's <laughs> always mad somewhere. That's true. Yeah, I'll probably read the other Mav Love related things because there's some other visual novel like side things and short stories and stuff that might be okay. But I'm going to take a break from it for a while. Do, do you oh, want to? How much do, I'm suffering? I'm going to go read the rest of it. Do you want to discuss <laughs> your your extremely positive reception on on Reddit for that article? Uh, oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, I was haunted by some creepy troll guy who was very upset that I played the PlayStation Vita version, which didn't have. All of the uh, hentai scenes. Oh, like, you're not getting the real love, love without the hentai scenes, man. It's called I, love I, for a reason, man. I, I I looked up what those hentai scenes entailed and was very glad that I did not have to experience them. Some of them, some of them are pretty harsh. Did it have girl in it? There's a bit of that. Uh, I, I I don't really want to talk about it in a family podcast. What's but... this kink shame for the next hour? What are you guys thinking? <laughs> Yeah, hey it's, now, it's, Kinks is not even here to defend himself. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Why are you invited on this podcast? There's some this really Kinks has no shame. <laughs> There's some really gross stuff in it that just, um, it's better off removed, I think. Uh, I, are safer. I, I, yeah, I don't think it adds anything to the story. It's just the same as when I read Fate's Day Night and I read the uncensored version and it just has the most hilarious sex scenes that are just ridiculous. Now, those yeah, are worth reading because they're, they're so funny. Bad. Oh, they actively you should, those... Are those I, I support reading because they're funny as hell. <laughs> so gross. Um, I, I read a Let's Play of Fate's Day Night and Tsukihime by the same person who substituted all the naughty terms with a theme based on like their whim at the time. So like one of the scenes, everything was replaced with candy. One of them, they replaced everything <laughs> with breakfast cereals. It was incredible. Yeah. yeah. Pushed deep into his cornflakes. Yeah. Pretty much. I, I... I really do not ever need to see um, Shiro spew his seed all over another quivering female character ever Can you again. Just move on, please. Yes, Mana transfer, sir. The family podcast. <laughs> Never was. Oh well. All right, all right. next.
Next is uh, uh, an article about Uma Musume by, um, I guess we're going by his name, Naruto Johnson, but we may know him by by other names. Um, and that's about, uh, yeah, the, the, the horse girl anime and how uh, that epitomises how passion outweighs pain. So uh, go have a read of that. Um, there are uh, another one. There's, I went to see the that time I got reincarnated as a slime, the movie, at the cinema and reviewed it. It wasn't that great. It's okay. <laughs> but you can go read that in more detail if you want to. I don't have um, to now. I already know. Hmm. Um, I also uh, I wrote an article about Makoto Shinkai about his first um, thing, which was she and her cat, which is a five minute anime that I somehow managed to write two thousand words about, mainly because there was a spin off novel, manga, and prequel anime show. So I covered all of those things, and then the Mama Luigi, uh, who's not written stuff for a while, has written an article about Tatsuki Fujimoto, who is the author of Chainsaw Man, and about some of his um, manga one-shots from before he wrote Chainsaw Man. So uh, he's a big fan of that author, you should, so you should go and have a check that out if you are into Chainsaw Man. I want to see what else this guy has written. That uh, was a great article, and I was glad to see Luigi back on the site, because Luigi's one of our best writers. Hmm. Yeah, apparently he's like busy with like career and life and I don't know. Yeah, not other play, excuses. Not not playing the correct video games and not watching the right films. So not playing Love Love. Yeah, I know, but damn him. Um we started at the same time and he just gave up, the coward. So, um, I also read that uh Naruto Johnson <laughs> article because it's way better than you would think an article about Uma Musume could be. Hmm. One day I must watch that anime and then I will read that article, but I don't want any spoilers. So I haven't read it. I'm sorry. Are you actually going to watch it? Um, probably at some point. Yeah. Everybody says yeah. it's really great. So that's what I hear. Yeah. Anyway, that is a roundup of everything that is on the site for your reading delectation. Well, delectation. why don't we just you? It was only maybe half of them. Not bad. Mm. I know. That's one of our best ratios in like forever. Mm. Yep. All right, so yeah, the, what was that website again? Medium.com forward slash Anite hyphen official or Anite.org. Honestly, I don't know it because I always just Google Anite and it's the first thing that comes up. So right. you can do that. Yeah. You can pay it. I'll say just use Anite.org. Yeah. Mm. Get that link. All right. Well, like I said, we're going to give us, give you our impressions. Mid, pretty much at this point, mid-season impressions of the new season since we had uh, the best of 2022 last time. Um, speaking of which, our topic of the show is going to be our reactions to that list. And a few people from the community also chimed in on that one. Um, we have some things to say about that. <laughs> Do we? I, mean, I don't Do know. We? Maybe a few things. I like a couple of things. Yeah, just like three. I think I took it on three. <laughs> Let's get started. Since I just caught up with this last night, let's talk about Trigun Stampede. Um, hmm. I just heard a lot of right at Dr. Kev, so let's instead... I don't know. Rec, you're not watching this, right? No, I refuse to. You refuse to? Right, Zeno, you're not I watching it either? This. Same. Okay, so I guess I'll chime in on this. I thought the first three episodes were alright. I wasn't really super sold on it. Um, and then the fourth episode happened, and stakes just shot up. And then ever since then, it's been pretty good. I'm watching it with somebody who has a way better memory than me, and he keeps telling me all the things that are different. Um, but I think they're really using the CG medium better than most CG anime. Like, the stuff they're doing with Knives' abilities. It's just like, you probably couldn't draw it to that extent. <laughs> um, and just, like, the action scenes have been 
getting better, and I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure that dude is gonna die, and his daughter is gonna show up later. I'm just my that's my prediction. Mm. What do you think? Uh, I, yeah, I think it's fine. I mean, I didn't like the original anime very much because I just felt it just dicked around for ages. It had really dumb humor that I didn't like, and it just didn't progress with the story. So I read the manga instead, which is quite difficult to follow because. Although the art's okay, the guy's like draftsmanship and panel to panel um, transitions are just terrible. Mm. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm enjoying this more than the original. It's not perfect. I still don't really like the humor that much, and the very sort of cartoonish buffoonery really kind of puts me off. But I, I like that it's gotten to the the meat of the concept much quicker, uh, in terms of the sort of sci-fi stuff about the the crashed. And you know, arcs and the people who've been stranded on the wrong planet. They were, you know, he heading to what looked like a nice, lush, green planet, and have ended up in this horrible desert place. Um, so that's good. And some of the action scenes have been really, really cool. Uh, and I, I think it looks very good. I still don't like the way that they animate uh, character movement. It, it's it's jerky. I hate the jerkiness of it. There's no need for it. You mean the frame rate? Um, yeah, the frame rate is awful. I hate it. That's just a thing about CG anime that I just don't like, but it still looks better than a lot of anime. And when it, when it's proper motion, proper action scenes, you don't notice it. Yeah. It's just in the quieter scenes when characters are just walking or moving or conversing, and it's just it's jerky and it looks silly. But um, the 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 scenery is fantastic, and it's it's just looks beautiful. Um, otherwise, I'm not sure about Vash's new haircut. Apart from that, <laughs> he looks all right. I'm not sure about Wolfwood's shoes. He's wearing like beach shoes. Oh yeah. Mm. Are you caught up? It's episode six. I I, uh, I am. I'm I'm completely caught up with it. Okay. I thought yeah, the last. Uh, go ahead. Last episode for some reason I just didn't really hold my attention very well. I don't know why. Worm. Um. No, it was the one with the guy with the holographic face on um oh yeah you're right that was the last yeah okay. yeah, yeah i was like mm, that's okay i don't i don't remember if that was in the manga or not it probably was but i, I don't i'm not sure and I, and I can't remember did they introduce wolf food in a different way because I, I don't remember that from the yeah, manga we don't either. remember it having that way no. um it's mm. so long since i watched the original yeah um <laughs> i like the guy that, that they have voicing him uh he does mm -hmm. a lot of those types of characters and he has he put like a little bit of an accent on it um and uh I don't remember his... Did it have a laser? It probably had a laser. I don't remember the laser, but... Fucking... Mm. Like laser. Half, it was insane. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's not just damn. lasers, wreck. It's also got bullets. Don't worry. No. Oh, okay, good. Big damn I, I remember it being... I, I don't know if it was like a flamethrower or a rocket launcher, but it was some form of heavy artillery in addition to holding a bazillion pistols. Yeah, I think it was also a rocket launcher. Mm. Well, so, yeah. Any, anyway, it's good, and I, I'm quite enjoying it. Yeah, I'm glad I'm liking it more. I uh, wasn't really into it, and you know, watching it with somebody who like was obsessed with that show back then, and just like telling me all the things that are different and the same. Like, I guess Wolfwood wasn't like at the beginning of Trigun, the original. He was like out of that group, the the bad guy group, and now in this one, he's still in it. So it looks mm -hmm. like he wants to get out. So we'll just see where this yeah. uh, goes from there. I like the music. I, I really like the opening song. It is good, yeah. sets the scene really well but I really like the closing it's it's such a, an atmospheric and kind of melancholy song mm. uh, that I think really really fits with Vash in particular the, you know if you know about his character and what happens with him um, it's is, not quite, mm. 
his actions and motivations seem more believable in this new one, I think, whereas before he was very aloof to a point where, like, it was a little unbelievable. I don't think mm. one is necessarily better than the other. I probably have nostalgia for the original, but I do feel like his motivations make sense, especially in episode six, where, like, he had that connection with that character. Yeah. And, like, th- that all just makes sense. So, yeah, overall, I think it's decent. Um, and, I mean, if, if nothing else, I think it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, let's, I really need to hear some from Requiem, but there's just a wall of shows here. What do I... A wall of shit. Wall of shit. What is How the, dare you, sir? What is the most <laughs> or least trashiest show we got here? I will, by the um, way, I would point out that there's a considerable amount of crossover between my list and Doc's list. Yeah, uh, yeah. We all like shit. Let's not hide from that. <laughs> I, I kind of want to talk about, uh, Vinland Saga. Why don't you tell me what you think of the new season? Well, uh, in typical Vinland Saga fashion, it's so slow. Mm. It's a good thing and a bad thing. One thing is like you want more stuff to happen, but the thing is the reason you want more stuff to happen is because you're so invested in the character. But man, it takes a long time to get. It does the same thing in season one, but every time you got to the payoff, it was always worth it. So you're yeah. kind of doing the same thing now, but it is moving slow. Also, it continues to be like a her- like the show about – well, really horrendous things keep happening to people who don't deserve it. Um, well, I know it's Vikings. It's that age. Everything bad happened to everybody. Like my wife just calls it the misery show <laughs> and won't beat what well, she leaves the room. If I try to watch it, cause it just, it just, she finds it depressing. I respect that. It's still, but it's still so well-written and looks so good. And it's so like, I'm not a, a, a Viking historian, but it sure feels accurate to the time. Mm-hmm. I, I wish you were though. That'd be pretty sick. I mean, you know, I, I, I study the mythology, but I never studied, like, the actual history as much. We do get a lot of Viking stuff nowadays, especially, like, if you're playing video games. So it's nice to have something like this, which feels probably the most accurate in fiction right now. Without yeah. all the gods and stuff. It's just an interesting choice, with it, you know, that we, we jumped forward in time. You know, he's just, we find him on a farm. He's just working a farm as a slave because he's just so fundamentally broken by what all this shit that happened to him. Well, we don't even see him for the whole episode, and then we're yeah, like, the, "Oh, the very first episode, he doesn't show up until like the very end." But yeah. in the pre, in the sequel, you know, in the subsequent episodes, he's basically just got Viking PTSD. Yeah, which yeah. makes sense because the man's life has been horrendous. I quite like the new point of view character guy because all sorts of horrible shits happened to him as well. Yeah, he's got some amazing facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they draw the hell out of like the area around his eyes. I mean, it, it looks like a sort of an old sort of Kawajiri anime, you know, like like a ninja scroll or something like that. Just yeah, like, yeah. Their kind of facial features. It's real kind of manly man, but like you suffering, um, teeth gritting, you know, yeah. veins popping. Big yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's good. But, I mean, I... <laughs> no, not at all. Girl. I didn't. I haven't watched this week to week. I waited until yesterday. There were four episodes available, and just watched them all at once, and then felt quite unwell. Oh wow! Oh, you <laughs> yourself. Yeah, you know that that uh, group review that we reposted a while back, where mm. I wish I wrote a section of and didn't remember doing it. I called it an uncomfortable masterpiece, and I still stand by that. I think that's the most yes. accurate way I can describe it. Like it's obviously brilliant. It's it's very engrossing, but it's just so mean to all of its characters. Yeah, I mean, anime's often got a real problem with slavery, but you know, slavery is a big part of this particular season. But it's not dealt with in a bad way. It's shown to be 
awful and dehumanizing to the people who are slaved. None of these people want to be slaves. And and even so, some folks are less shitty than others. It is a really shitty setup for these poor guys. Um, yeah, even so, with a good, with a which good in quotation marks, master, mm-hmm. you know, in the best possible situation, basically as a slave, it still ends up sucking really, really bad. Yeah. As it should. Well, not that you want people to, but you want your media to be honest about these things and not glamorize it, unlike certain animes. <clears throat> Shield hero. <laughs> yeah, animes where you know your slaves are girls who fall in love with you. Yeah, screw that. <laughs> yeah, I think this show really benefits from that hard swing of like, this is real bad, this is real bad, this is real, oh, that was a good moment, oh, it was real bad again. So you get those little moments, like, it's what we live for. Like, when you had the parts where they were just like, Cutting him up, and he like slices fucking chunk of his ear off, and then that oh, other dude yeah. shows up, and I'm like, this guy's a badass. <laughs> I want to see more of him. Snake. There's a lot of badass in Vinland uh, Saga, but yeah, it's just like season one. It's really, really good, but I would, I would never recommend. Don't ever watch it like last in your progression of shows for a day. Never no, watch I it last. Do. I always do. Don't care. Could have been sad. I mean, I was worried that Amstad being gone would be a problem, but it's uh, it's been good anyways. Wash it down with literally any of the shows I'm watching. Trash? No. Oh. Well, good stuff. I mean, Askel has a really hard character to replace, so we'll see how oh, they do. Yeah. Uh, we need to hear from Red Zeno, unfortunately. Let's talk about... <laughs> I agree. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Tomochan. It's It's a lot of fun. Um... It has one of the most fantastic supporting casts I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, Miss Suzu fucking steals the show. Uh, Carol does the same thing once she shows up. And, oh, that was a thing I wanted to talk about. Um, every single parent in the show is a great parent. Hmm. And that's really rare for anime. True. Um, it's It's a high school setting, and yet the parents... A exist and B aren't awful people. They're they're maybe not great parents, but they're not awful people. No, they're all in this one. They actually are great parents. You think the dad's a good parent? Yes. No, In the most recent episode, she goes off to He's... stay at a guy's guy's house. Have fun. Mom's like, yeah, give me grandchildren, and the dad's like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Great parents. Well, the, the dad knows nothing's happening. He's right. not. He's not that stupid. He's just got some issues. He's got okay. some hangups. Um, but they both gen- genuinely want what's best for her. And they both think that, you know, getting with him is what's best for her. Okay. And they're probably right. Yeah. Um, Carol's mom is an absolute fucking riot. <laughs> yeah. Long sleeves. Uh... Miss Susan's mom only shows up briefly and serves about the same role as her daughter. Mm. And obviously was the same uh, put-upon straight man as her daughter is in, in her circle of friends. So, like, I really want to see a spin-off of this that features the parents back in their high school days. So you've got, like, uh, the the male and female Boncho of uh, Tomo's parents... You've got uh, Masusu's mom out there trying to rein her in and failing miserably. Um, 
I, I don't think Carol's mom would have actually showed up there, but it would be funny if she just cameoed every so often. <laughs> yeah, I did not expect the show to be that good. First episode I thought was okay, and then all of a sudden, just like the characters immediately grew on me. Like mm-hmm. this uh, mm-hmm. that Carol girl, I'm just like, what an idiot. Why would I like this character? And then she's had like some of the dumbest deadpan jokes that I've seen in anime <laughs> so long. I'm like, when she took like the headband off of yeah. Momo's head, yes. and it's been like a minute singing about it and then putting it back on her head, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Yeah, it is, it is impossible to stay mad at her. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what was even happening in that scene, and I was still laughing. <laughs> what is this? And of course, she's the fucking smartest person in the school. Shocking. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> There's. She, she's like a, a fluffier Tyler in that it's never really revealed if she's actually like just playing at being an idiot. Like, obviously, she's got some sort of smarts, but, like, the rest of it, it, it's never really revealed whether she's just putting on a character or if she is actually that careless. I think it's just her mom's influence. She babied her, but she also became super smart because she's an only child. I I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh-huh. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No. Um, but, yeah, all of the, the parents that we see on screen this season in all of the shows I'm watching have been amazing. Uh, with one glaring exception that is a plot point that's going to be covered later. Okay. Um, I mean, I can move on to that if you want. Do we have anything else we want to say about Tomo-chan? I think it's a decent comedy. Surprisingly no, it's, good. It's great. Um, it was, at the time that the manga was running, it's been over for quite a while. Um, all of the other things that I'm, I'm watching are still going. Uh, Tomo-chan has finished. Um, mm. It was my favorite rom-com at the time. Okay. There you go. All right. What do you want to move on to? Uh, Angel Next Door. Okay, uh, the full title is The Angel Next Door Spoils Me Rotten. Um, it It's a good mix of uh, chill and drama. And the, the main characters are just really likable people. Um, the, the, Overly energetic best friend and his girlfriend are amusing comic relief, but they don't they don't steal the show like the supporting cast of Tomochan, but they're not supposed to be the focus. It doesn't really need them as often as Tomochan does. Cause like uh with with Tomo and June, someone needs to step in and save them from themselves. So you have <laughs> to have the supporting cast there all the time. Mm. But Angel Next Door doesn't need that. They're actually communicating with each other like people that give a damn. Can you give me a brief synopsis of what this show is? Um, This fairly unremarkable guy, um, not to the degree of some of the other shows going on, uh, comes across the, the most popular girl in school sitting on a swing in a, in a park in the rain without an umbrella, just like dead to the world. Um, hands her his umbrella and fucks off without allowing her to protest. Um, she pretty much doesn't ever get approached by anyone without ulterior motives, so she's totally flabbergasted at this. Um, they later discover that they are actually next-door neighbors, and they never knew because they leave for school at different times. Um, but it's a really sweet 
love story between them. Um, she ends up taking care of him because he is absolutely terrible at taking care of himself. Um, his house is a pigsty. He can't cook. He most of his meals are convenience store shit. Um, he hardly ever does laundry. He's got trash everywhere. Uh, he he's a slob. And like she comes in, she she made him some food to thank him for the umbrella, and she walks in and nearly falls over, tripping on all the crap that's on the floor, and gets mad and cleans his apartment. And like there's there's constant back and forth of them doing little things for each other and um it's it's just really sweet to to watch them a come to an understanding uh b further their relationship and then c come to an understanding again of of the new relationship as it stands then and this is a loop and it's a really nice feedback loop was mostly um, uh, drama you say yeah it's it's more it's much more drama than comedy the 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 comedy is very low key when it exists. It's mostly just very sweet. Um, the the dude's parents are excellent. Um, the mom is kind of nosy and pushy, but in a really good way. Like she obviously means well for him, and isn't actually causing him nearly as much of a problem as he thinks she is. Typical teenager shit. And like. Yes, she's pushing them together, but he hasn't picked up on the fact that she's okay with that yet. And, like, by the time she storms in, has been for a while. Um, her parents, on the other hand, are terrible. And, like, he lives alone um, because he was getting out of some situation at home that they're about to explain next episode. They've briefly flashed back to this and haven't really gone into detail. But he's living alone specifically to get away from his hometown. She's living alone because her parents don't want her anywhere near them. And vice versa. Okay, well. So, dealing with her dogshit family is going to be a major plot point later. Interesting. We're getting a lot of family stuff this season. It seems. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Anyone else watch this? No. No. You should be. Okay. Man, I oh. am maxed out. <laughs> yeah. Rex, you're not watching enough shows. Add more. All right. All right. Let's um. I can. Move on. I can. Oh. I can point to your list and pick out like five or six things on there that nobody should be watching. Not even you. Five. So huh? don't give me that Generous. bullshit. But of those things, I would like to hear about Handyman Saito. Hmm. Right, that's well, Handyman Saito. Saito is really fucking good. Now, we've had some discussions about it in the group, and there's a kind of a divide on the style that it's using uh, for storytelling. Because especially in the first couple episodes, it's very vignette-based. It goes to these little like skits or moments where you introduce some characters or you see the, the main characters. And they do like like two or three, four minutes of a story, and then it moves to like another like vignette or segment. And some people are complaining about it. I think it's great. I love I it. With it. Uh, I love the idea of just the you know handyman skills being super useful in a uh, fantasy world, like picking locks, fixing yeah. armor, the the power of wire cutters. Yeah. Um, 
Um, uh, so I'm reading the manga of it. I have been for a while. It's great stuff. Um, that vignette style is definitely how the manga started off. Um, there is a sort of a plot later on, but like it's it's going to be like this for a while. The the thing about his skills is that it's kind of following the the standard sword and sorcery fantasy world that's sort of the Dungeons and Dragons type of thing, where like most people's uh combat abilities have nothing to do with out of combat stuff and like they ignore it entirely where possible so like having the wizard along or a cleric is like the only way that a lot of adventurer parties would, would have access to fresh water or you know storage or something like that um so him just being able to do a bunch of shit mundanely and like being able to do it over and over again without needing to you know rest for eight hours and study a spell book is an incredible boon. Yeah, it's interesting. I I found a lot of Dragon Quest uh, uh, comparisons, but I guess there's also yeah. a lot of D and D stuff too. Mm -hmm. He's literally carrying like the three the three uh, coffins to the church. Just like, oh, we have mm -hmm. Dragon Quest to me. I don't know who else. Yep. Is. <laughs> yeah, the the the, the, the resurrection it. thing in that it always cracks me up. He's a lot like the guy from um, Banished from the Hero's Party, except he's not been banished from the Hero's Party. He's still part of the party. Yeah. And in fact, he's he keeps the heart them alive. of the party and they realize yeah. that. Yes. Uh -huh. um, I just started watching it this weekend and I, I've uh, really enjoyed this. This is probably one of my favourite things this season. And that first episode is just really very bitty, just with all the little tiny um, vignettes. But I mean, the most recent episode is just one whole story about one thing and it follows on from the previous episode so it's it's kind of settled down a little bit into its groove in terms of a, a plot now um and yeah I, the, the vignettes seemed unconnected at first and then yeah. as they got on you started to see the connections all the character the weird random characters they introduced started to show up and mm. now it's now it's really more a uh, a more conventional narrative for the most part by now <laughs> I, I kind of like the 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 creepy lesbian priest girl. <laughs> She's like, great. Every every time I heal heal the elf girl, she becomes a little bit more mine. <laughs> it's like she's like licking her wounds. It's my like, favorite I, is the yeah. power. My favorite is the power wizard with his gigantic staff that's completely impractical. It doesn't fit. Gonna leave. Love he doesn't guy. even use magic. He just like stabs the monsters through the heart with his massive staff. Yep. <laughs> there's there's quite a few D and D uh, archetypes and memes built around strength based wizards. It's kind of hilarious. This nice. is an ongoing <laughs> thing. Um, also, you you mentioned the the resurrection bit being funny. Um, in the manga right now, the the plot that's happening right now is an extended uh, resurrection mishap in progress, and it's mm. kind of amazing. Okay. Look forward to that. So, like, keep keep the resurrection stuff in mind going forward. It's not going away. Okay. Can we really like the fairy. This... What's up? The fairy is great. I love the fairy. Yes. Like her, her, they gave her like a more poignant reason to be money hungry, but it's still funny. Yeah. She's like, "Oh, you want me to heal you? Give me a coin, bitch." I like the fairy who made herself deliberately fat so that people wouldn't chase after her, and all it did was made her slow, so they caught her. <laughs> that was hilarious. I haven't watched this weekend. Can we agree that this probably has the best dick joke of the season with that like mushroom thing? He's just like censored out. <laughs> that was a very high quality dick joke. <laughs> it wasn't quite the Tengu mask from Love Flops, but it was up there. I didn't expect him to put it in his mouth. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that, should... that was one of those jokes I had to pause because I was laughing too hard. Yeah. I just love like the label on it. This is a mushroom. 
that was in the manga too. I would hope so. But yeah, I hope they didn't just come up with that anime original. Let's slap a mushroom dick joke in here. <laughs> no, no, no. They 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 went to great lengths to to make sure you knew it was a mushroom in the manga. I just love his face when he when he first discovers it and he doesn't know it's a mushroom yet. He's like, oh my god. I think we all agree this is a good show, another good comedy, and yeah. I think we're all watching that one. So, yeah. How about I was I was gonna transition from Trigun to this because they're both CG, uh, but let's talk about kind of the great Snow Sea, Doctor Kev. I'm watching it. I think mm. the backgrounds are some of the most beautiful backgrounds we've gotten since Made in Abyss. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, really surprised uh, how much I like it. What do you think? Are yeah, AI I, generated? I, well, let's hope not. Um, yeah, this is like I mean, it's the guy who did. Um, Blam and Knights of Cydonia yep. uh, and all those, but doing like a sort of Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, basically. Um, it's got that sort of fantastical world with huge, enormous things and tiny little Dragon people. Land. Yeah, and, and everyone's like, uh, you know, the, the world is like crumbling away and dying and there's hardly any people left and the only people left are kind of fighting amongst one another. And it's it's just, uh, I I love this kind of story. It's like an adventure through a, a weird world that's so far removed from our own. Um, it, I think it looks beautiful, um, apart from the characters themselves, because it's polygon pictures. And They're polygon... better than they were in uh, Knights of Sidonia, that's for sure. Yeah, well, they've they've improved a little bit. Far. Yeah, but I mean, we 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 are still at sort of PS2 level CG models for the characters. Hard I mean, to disagree. No, they look really? about as good as like the new Fire Emblem game. They look very similar. That that seems like more of a condemnation of Fire Emblem. Than... I want to talk to you. Shut up. Yeah, I don't know. They, like they can't do hair. The hair's just like a solid lump. It's all clumpy, chunky. Yeah, uh, it just looks bad. I mean, but you know, the rest of the show looks good enough that you can ignore that. Uh, and I quite like the two main characters. They're they're both kind of teenage dorks who are clearly quite into one another um but just the world itself is absolutely fascinating and i have like every volume of manga that this guy has ever written because i i love his work um so i'm I'm very much into this show it's really really good agreed i really want to see where it's going because uh yeah I mean, you're, you're, wait am i caught up last thing that happened was uh, she got kidnapped and they're like gonna go after her and stuff yeah 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 that's uh, you're up to date yeah i'm wondering if this is gonna be the whole show where like him getting back to her or like they're going to get back together real quick but mm. uh i really want to know what's going on like just like the, the politics and everything too or like what they're all just fighting for water really yeah. option three it's going to be tencho tenge they're going to flash back to why she was kidnapped and spend the entire rest of the season no it's, at the last moment it's not going to be that kind of show i mean <laughs> the, the 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 thing of his that i like the most is probably biomega which is a sort of five or six volume six volume manga there's not much dialogue in it, and it's just about this in- incredible, bizarre world. And it never really explains very much about it, which is the one thing maybe I don't like. I really hope they explain why the world is the way it is in Kaina on the snow, uh, uh, of the great snow snee- sea. So snee. Right off the bat. <laughs> right off the bat, you have a guy that's literally the billboard reader, and it's like, oh, well, I guess this is post-apocalypse, because he's like reading signs, they have no idea what it means. Mm-hmm. So it has to be super far into the future after the apocalypse, because they don't even like know the language or anything about no. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I know I'm 
in the minority for this one, but I loved the the one episode in um, Darling in the Franks where they explained how they got to where they were. I wouldn't mind having a giant exposition dump if they handle it properly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I just want to know why the sea is made of weird floaty bubbles. I just don't know what that's about. Because it's Polygon, that's the best they can do. <laughs> Look, man, it's a nice show. It's good. I'm sure it is. High recommendation for me. Oh, you know what? Let's. Uh, you guys uh, watched Tokyo Revengers season two? Yes. Rick, you were watching that last season. You caught up? No. Uh, mm. I watched the first season. I actually really, really liked that show. I just. Mm-hmm. Because it's on Hulu, I think, I keep forgetting about it. So I haven't ever gotten around to it. I think it's one of the. Like the one show I'm watching where it's not just in the usual places. You have to, like, go out of your way to get it. Yeah. yeah I just keep. It's one of those things where I just keep forgetting about it. So I haven't actually watched any of this season. Is it good? Yeah. Yeah. It's decent. They introduce a new character right away, and it's basically like a whole new plot line. Because in the first season, it's like, oh, this guy's the bad guy. Oh, wait, no, he's the bad guy. Now it's like, oh, well, now we got this guy. So I honestly think some of the writing is a little dumb and like yeah. sophomoric, but the way it plays out and the stakes and the tension are all keep me watching. So. The main character remains so hopelessly stupid. Oh, I'm like, so glad they have a character now who tells him he's stupid and can yeah. like, actually do things right. And like, why did you wait this long to... Well, I don't want to spoil it, but why did you wait this long to tell somebody, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Yeah, it's good. I mean, you know, that's kind of the what makes him a good character, though. He's, he's got a good heart, but he's dumb as a bag of rocks. <laughs> that's stupid. I'm sorry. It didn't have to be like, oh, I'm going to go back to the future. Like, how are you going to get back? Like, oh, I didn't think of that. Thanks. Like, oh, my God. Mm. I mean, there continues to be a pacing issue with it. Uh, there, there's certain scenes that are that go on far too long, and yep. they're circuitous, and people keep on explaining what's happening as it's happening. It's like, stop it! Just do the thing. Um, but that's that was an issue throughout the first season as well. So, oh well. And the the new main bad guy is voiced by Gintama, so I'm happy with that. Yeah. The new bad guy is hateful. He's he's just a horrible guy. He's a real douchebag. <laughs> yeah. And like these kids are like so tall, it's like bleach all over again. It's like you look like you're thirty years old. Yeah, no, the main character's meant to be like what fourteen in this or something. And there's like yeah, and there's like this other guy's like a towering man mountain. He's like, yeah, he's like two years older than me. He's like, he's, he's sixteen. What? <laughs> he looks like he's about forty five and has been bodybuilding for thirty years. I mean, delinquency yeah. ages you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we won't, we won't spoil too much of that, but it's good. I think it's if you can find a way to watch it. Yeah, find it on Hulu. I assume it's on Disney Plus outside it's, of the US. I, I'm watching it on Disney Plus, yeah. yeah. Which is, again, a very strange experience. But it's a fairly <laughs> seamless, gonna... seamless streaming experience, is okay. I mean, they're going to keep licensing stuff. I just saw an announcement of them announcing some other anime for worldwide release, so it's going to keep happening. Yeah, well, they have an exclusive deal with Kadokawa, so um, yeah, anything that's a Kadokawa manga that has an anime is going to be heading to Disney Plus, whether you like it or not. Yay! I've been hearing a lot about a lot of buzz. I don't know if it's good buzz. I've been hearing a lot about this Ayakashi Triangle. What, what's going on with this thing? It's it's fucking great. Boobs. <laughs> Oops. I mean, Oops eyes, for, most, eyes. for most people, all you need to know is that it's by the same mangaka as To Love Ru. Yeah, you know, people say that, but I didn't like To Love Ru, and I like this. I think this has, like, the narrative, well, I don't want to say thrust. 
uh, it is as the narrative through line that to lover never to lover was just like, hey, there's a bunch of hot alien and or uh, you know other uh, following this guy for no apparent reason because he's a sack of shit. This one has like a plot, like and you get ninjas and it it, it hits. I, I always compare it uh, to High School DxD. It's hitting a midpoint between Shonen and Echi that makes it really fun to watch. I was I wanna... about to say it's a midpoint between uh, To Loveru and Nagima. Yeah, but better than either of those. I don't know. I just think it's really... I find it really funny. I find the, like, the evil cat Ayakashi really <laughs> funny. <laughs> I still love the one scene where he's like, yeah, he won't chase me while he's naked, and then he just runs out there naked chasing the motherfucker. <laughs> It's really uh, dumb. You're not. You're not gonna improve your life by watching Ayakashi Triangle. But it's. It, I've read the manga, and this is a very good adaptation. Well, a very accurate adaptation for all the good <laughs> and bad that that means. I'm still think, boggled that there's no uncensored version. No well, censoring is really funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, uh, was anybody watching uh, Onimai? Hell no. No, <laughs> I even I have lines. Because <laughs> yeah, when when you talk about that 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 tweet from earlier this week from one of the animators was incredible. Oh, that's the one where the girl turns her brother into a girl. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen some stuff on, like animators that I follow are like, "Hey, they let me do this." I'm like, "Jesus Christ!" Yeah. <laughs> All the characters look like six year olds, and it's a pervy, and it's like, no, just no, no. No. Yeah, it's like yeah, Ayakashi Triangle is also pervy, but way. but in like a more wholesome way, I guess, or at least a more yeah. way. It's, it's quite, it's quite wholesome, sort of Ayakashi Triangle. It's it's kind of sweet as well. The, there's not like a big harem or anything like that. It's like the the main two characters really really like each other, um, and that's kind of it. I like the guy who looks like a shark. That guy, I love that guy. The fact he can't deal with the fact that his rival is now a girl that he's obviously attracted yeah. to. It's hilarious. It's so problematic for him. He's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> he's such a bitch. Uh, I don't know. I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. I got, you know, you're not, like you said, you're not going to improve your life. You're not going to uh, up your IQ by watching I Guys Triangle, but you're going to be entertained. All right. Let's talk about something that, um, I don't know, it's caused some turmoil. The anti community. Um, I don't understand what's wrong with a lot of you guys. Uh, this is a show about good boy eating a lot of meat. <laughs> God. And it's, oh, God. It's a, a guy with an incredible skill to access an online grocery store, to have access to anything. Literally the best isekai power you could get if you were. Okay, you know... that's not the problematic good boy I thought <laughs> you were going to bring up. Okay, no, we're, no, not, no, we're, no, not, we're not don't doing derail this. We're not doing another right Zeno derail. We're going in, boom, <laughs> talking about campfire cooking in another world with my something skill, I fixed a ridiculous skill or whatever. And this uh, is how end stage capitalism has ruined fantasy because uh, the, the overpowered skill in this is that he can use Amazon groceries online. <laughs> Instant delivery! <laughs> yeah. Amazing. The, Instant the, magical delivery. I, I read the, the light novel of this and some of the manga, and it's. It's aggressively mid. It's yeah, that's, fun. that's what it's, we keep trying to tell him is that it's, it's a slice fine. of life. It's fun. What's it's wrong fine. with that? It's, it's, it's okay. Better it's, animated than almost any slice of life I've ever seen. It's Mappa doing their work as they always do. That dude, the, I'm sorry, the dude, the wolf 
the, the Fenrir, he like opens his mouth and talks and shit. You don't usually get that. Monsters usually they open their mouth and just words come out and then they shut their mouth. No, you get to see him eat. He licks his chops and then he talks. I'm impressed. Yeah, I watched the first two episodes Why of this today show? and I thought it was alright. Yeah, Why he loves you it. You hear that? He loves it. Such loving animation. Why? Because it's good. I mean, no, the meat, it's not. The meat, it's not good. <laughs> the it's meat great. looks really tasty. Maybe you just yeah, can't yeah, tell yeah. that from your shitty light novel version. But the, you know, the cooking looks amazing. Cooking yeah. good. Like, like, I don't want to hate better, on it. It's fine. There's yeah. better cooking isekai. Name one. There's so much. Name better. one. Right now. Uh, Delicious no. dungeon or something. No, no not that one. Wrong. Um, I I've got the the image in my head and I can't come up with the name of it. Um. Obviously, hasn't so many, made a big huh? enough impression. Oh, so man. Restaurant in Another World? Nope. I've watched that one. It's good. Not as good. No, it's it's the one where he gets sent to the, the primitive tribe that's boar hunting. Um, I'll <laughs> think of it mistake. later. Don't worry. We don't care anymore. Anyways, yeah, it's, it's fine. But if you're an animation mm. horror like me, you'll probably appreciate that a show like this usually doesn't get animation quality like this. I really like the world building, the way the guilds and stuff work, the way they talk about it. They don't waste too much time on it. They just jump right to it. The fact that they could eat orcs who are bipedal almost humans <laughs> kind of creeps me out uh but it's cool yeah the, the orcs eating the orcs was funny it's like it's basically pork but it, like it, it's really really ugly so long, long pork okay the, mm. they attacked in like a goblin village they weren't even doing anything you just ge like genocided this village like what the fuck and then they didn't eat them they didn't eat them i was glad because i was like oh you're not gonna fucking eat a goblin are you but no <laughs> uh, yeah goblins aren't edible thankfully <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Fenrir is a good character, and you know, Amazon Whole Foods delivery as your superpower is interesting. But like, it's just kind of and they get Monster Hunter stat buffs from there. Wagyu steak. He just gets like crazy overpowered. And goes on a rampage. It's great. Cooking with wild game. That's the name of it. God damn. Still cared. Just kidding. All right, you guys. If you want a slice of life cooking show with great animation and it's made by Mappa, then check it out. That's all I'm saying. I'm actually gonna have to write for this because no one else would. So. <laughs> Look forward to that. I'm sorry. Too bad the story is crap. All right, we didn't need any more of that. We're it's done. barely a story. Moving on to the next one. Next show. All right, everybody uh, just chime in, because we could probably do a couple more shows. What do you want to talk about? Damachi Season 4 is really good. Mm, yeah. It's really good. Like, I mean, at this point, you're either in or out on Damachi, but this season's been really good. Getting the side characters a little bit more leg time to like contribute. All right, that's all I had. Sorry. If you like Tanmachi, I guess it's better. Keep watching it. Yeah, I, mean, I like it. I just can't find much to say about it. It's just Tanmachi and more of it. It's, you know you're getting. Yep, yeah, it's <clears throat> good. There was a show that started out really good and has dropped off. And uh, Ningen fishing adventurers who don't believe in the society or something like that will save the world. It's got a really long title. That I actually really liked it when it started. I still like it. It's just that the animation has dropped off so badly that it's hard to watch now. Are you dropping it? That I'm not going to drop it because I still like the characters, but the animation has fallen so badly. Damn. That oh. actually lines up with what I remember of the story. It started off pretty good in the manga, and then it fell off a cliff. Yes, they're true to the manga, then. Good for yep. them. It's a good adaptation, then. Yep. Has uh, anyone watched The Fire Hunter? No, no, no. I was going to ask you about that because I, yeah. I was wondering, is anybody watching that? I'm watching I, it. I want to, but um, is it worth it? I've watched, what, like three episodes? Mm -hmm. It's um, 
it's interesting. There's like been a lot of exposition to explain like the whole idea of, oh yeah, at some point, um, humans just can't interact with fire anymore. They just burst into flames if they touch fire. So they have to come up with like alternate ways to power things. And it's kind of like a modern steampunk anime written from, I believe, the manga writer of Ghost in the Shell. I think it's the same writer. Um, it's the same director. It's Mamoru Ushii. Oh, I thought it was, yeah. someone told me it was the same writer. No, it's the director. The last anime by Mamoru Ushii was a very strange um, anime show called Vlad Love, which I don't think anybody else in anime watched apart from me. <laughs> no, um, no, I saw that. It was weird oh, as fuck. Yeah, did you finish it? Yeah, but it's so fucking it, weird. It went very strange towards the end. I'm like, what even is this? I'm not even sure you could describe it as having a plot. It just... It was like a 12-episode-long shitpost. It was bizarre. Um, yeah. The Fire Hunter is uh, all right. I like I said, a lot of exposition. They're kind of telling the story from two sides of things, where you have this uh, one girl who's trying to bring back the dog of a fire hunter back to the capital, and then you have a kid who I believe lives in the capital. I don't know if they've actually said where he lives, but he's in a city, and it seems like he's trying to come up with uh, a new form of energy that his father was originally tasked with. So like, there's just a lot of stuff going on. It's not like super focused yet, and I will say. Again, you're talking about animation dropping. It's just like they had a big action sequence, and I'm like, is this supposed to be stylized or is this just bad? Because it like it was just really rough. Like, like early 2000s A1, we ran out of budget, so now we're just gonna like draw squiggles everywhere. Rough. Uh, but yeah, I think it just needs time, and I'm hoping once the two kids, I think the two kids are gonna meet because they're in the intro together. Uh, hopefully that'll be a little more cohesive. But right now it's kind of like a lot of exposition, a lot of learning about the world. But the world is super interesting. And again, if you like steampunk stuff, we don't really get a lot of that nowadays. It's a big old steampunk train that they're in, which is neat. Mm. Um, yeah, it, really interesting concept. Hopefully it you know, gets a little better. Mm-hmm. Can I mention, Hybrid, that the summertime rendering has a dub now. So... <laughs> we should probably talk about that now that people can watch it. Yeah, even even though that showed last year, it, it still exists. Even though Disney didn't tell anyone that they released it, they just sort of shadow dropped all twenty five or twenty five episodes with a dub, which is problematic at best. Oh, why is it problematic? <clears throat> um, I mean, it's okay. The most of the main characters are right, but the the sort of edgy glasses wearing booby girl, I uh, can't remember her, late, her name. Um, her voice. Her voice is so flat. It's like, she speaks like this with no emotion, and it's because she's meant to be edgy, but it's so fucking boring. Oh. Apart from that, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, you could argue that she's supposed to sound like that, but I think there's definitely a, like a, an element to that voice acting that made her sound interesting rather than boring, and I think a lot of English dubs take that character trope, and they don't do it well. Yeah, so like, I've, I've been... Wa- I was watching it with a, with a friend who's not very, he doesn't know much about anime, but I said, you have to watch this because it's amazing. So we'd been watching my uh, subtitle version, which had been acquired via a non-Disney related means. Um, and I thought, let's switch to the dub. So we watched a couple of episodes of that and I was sort of sitting there embarrassed, like, yeah, this is a show that I like and they've completely ruined it with this most awful, awful dubbing. <laughs> oh dear. So I don't know what we're going to do if we're going to continue. We're only at about like episode eight or something. Um, I don't know if I can stand another however many episodes, 17 episodes with this dub. Do they insist on watching the dub? No, I, I just thought, well, let's let's try the dub and see how, see how it is. 
I can see us switching back to subs. I'm, I'm pretty sure the Disney version has a sub as well, if I can work out how to switch it from the dub to the sub. They must have spent a lot of money on this show. Like, I don't know why they're not like promoting it at all. Maybe they just oh. wanted it for the Japanese audience. They don't really care. Yeah, I mean, it'll be whatever division of Disney does the the Asian part and the, the, the Western part's just been lumped with it and they're like, well, what's this? We don't really care. Let's just sort of quietly shit it out in the dark where nobody will notice it. I like to think that it's Michael Eisner personally handling it. Probably not. <laughs> Probably doesn't even know what it is. I don't even think he works there anymore. Yeah, you know, Michael Eisner doesn't work there anymore. <laughs> yeah, but it'd be funny, like, hey, I'm back. All right, you can handle the anime. Oh, what's the Did- what? <laughs> Didn't they fire their CEO or something and he got replaced with a guy who used to work for them before? I can't remember. Yeah, they fired the CEO and replaced him with the previous CEO. Yeah, yeah. Whose name I can't remember. Iger, I think. Uh, Bob Iger, that's it. Yeah, Yeah, that's him, whoever he is. All right, before we move on, are there any shows we insist on people watching? Uh, Doc, are you enjoying Magical Revolution of the Yuri Princess like I am? Yes, yes, very much so. I'm digging it. It's really good. I think it's probably the best isekai this season. No. Really well animated. Barely even an isekai, is it? Yeah, not really. <laughs> There's like little elements of isekai, like not really. Yeah. I also it's one of those ones where she's isek- she got isekai, but it doesn't really matter to the plot. Yeah. Other than she can't use magic, so I was trying to find other weirder ways to try and use magic. She got magic drugs. Yeah. Drug and murdering dragons so that she can ram bits of dragon flesh into her body, which will probably have horrific side effects, but hey, she might be able to use magic then. I'm super curious to see what that curse ends up being. That's all. It's not almost mm. anything. Yeah, I, besto- I, dispo- I bestowed upon Magical Revolution of the Princess and the Genius Lady, whatever it is, the Tonikawa Memorial Just Fuck Already Award. <laughs> just do it already like let's go let's get this yuri going you're hoping crying. for like a, an, an r-rated episode or something where that happens are you i mean i'm not opposed to it <laughs> okay they're great it's a great relationship though so far i like it mm-hmm. that fight with the dragon was fucking badass too mm-hmm. that was surprisingly good yeah i, I still love i still love the like this the, the setup near the beginning where she just basically crashes into a scene from an Otome game. <laughs> you know, I reject my- you because you bullied my the girl I'm actually in love with and then she just crashes through and is like, all right, well, she's my yeah. girlfriend. Have you, have you ever seen the, the the League of Gentlemen, the UK TV show, Rick? There's, I there's did a, actually way back there, in the day. There's, 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 a, there's, there's a guy who goes around stealing people's wives going, you're my wife now. So it's kind of <laughs> reminded me very much of that. It's a local <laughs> shop for local people. Yes. <laughs> um, I also got to recommend uh, Endo and Kobayashi's commentary on the villainous, or whatever the hell the full name of it is. Um, yes. It is amazing. They're doing a fantastic job of adapting that. And mm-hmm. it's a weird enough premise that there's some very different styles going on, and I think they nailed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm way behind on that, but it, what, the first two episodes were really funny. Yeah, I'm enjoying it, it, that one too. Be great. Um, yeah. her mom just showed up, like momzilla her way into the the manor, and it, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. The, that one's that one's nice because unlike a lot of these, there's actually two main love stories going on, mm-hmm. and they're completely wildly different. Mm-hmm. Because you've got the the two in the game that are you know the the villainous and the crown prince who 
they they've got it bad for each other and they and they both know it and like they just can't get past certain things. And then you've got uh the the two high school kids actually playing this game and being able to communicate with the characters in the game in real time, sort of. Uh, and they're kind of sort of starting to gravitate toward each other. Like he was crushing on her from the start, but she's like starting to come around as well. And it it's super cute. It's a fun idea. Mm-hmm. It kind of fulfills that fantasy we everyone's ever had in a game where you just wanted to be like, hey, stop doing that. <laughs> yeah, but now there's also some uh, possible interference. Like, the, there may be further cross-world contact. Mm-hmm. So the, there's an actual plot developing beyond the plot of the game. All right, do we want to move on to the news? Probably. Sure. Okay. So... <clears throat> Speaking of, man, Dr. Kev talking about dubs, let's hear about your dub news. Okay, so uh, Crunchyroll has announced it's delaying a bunch of English dubs for a whole heap of shows because apparently they've had some slightly bad weather in Texas or something. Um, I don't know if Texas has frozen over like it did last year, and because of their, I don't know, Republican government, they didn't have any heating or lighting or any public services. I don't know if it's something like that. Who knows? But anyway, let's say warm. That could well. That sounds about right. Yeah, um, or, or 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 burning Democrats. I'm not sure. I just move on. <laughs> um, so, like, Revenger, Ice Blade, Sorcerer, Buddy Daddies, Sugar Apple, Fairy Tale, The Fruit of Evolution. I mean, ev- everybody must be absolutely devastated that Fruit of Evolution's been delayed. Um, but you know, today I attempted to watch the most recent dubbed episode of My Hero Academia, and was was most upset to find that it had not been dubbed, despite promising my son that we would watch it. So um, I'm very angry at Texas. There, um, damn you, I'm Texas! Su- yes, but I'm, I'm sure it will come back eventually. Um, in fact, on on Anime News Network, there's a list of supposed uh, air dates for the delayed episodes. But I mean, they've delayed about you know, ten or fifteen shows or something. So I guess the weather must be really bad in Texas. It must have rained or something. <laughs> Just rain. That's all it takes. Rain yeah. a lot, <laughs> like, like a real lot. <laughs> yeah, the, the whole insisting on recording in Texas and not only hiring people who are like in Texas is that's this is just one more problem that it's caused. It's also caused recasting of iconic characters. There's a whole um controversy over the casting of the dub for Gundam Witch of Mercury because Saleta's actress is white and the character is coded as Middle Eastern. Is she? She looks quite white to me. Uh, I think she's because she's tan and, and like mo- kind of Mediterranean. She's supposed to be right, Middle Eastern, is, North is, African. This is so anime, like, anime tan. So this is anemic in real life, but is actually sort of deep, deeply, deeply dark colored in real life. Okay, right. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's what the controversy is about. I'm not taking a side right. on. It. I'm just saying that part of the part of the problem is because they can only hire actors. Although, like the casting director is only allowed to hire actors in Texas. Yeah, I mean anime so rarely features. Like black people or darker skinned Asian people, it's hard sometimes to tell if somebody just has a suntan or if they're meant to be like um, some kind of ethnic group. It's very hard to tell. I, yeah, I would there's not, a kid. So no, I would ahead. have not. I would not have thought that Suleta was meant to have been from some kind of ethnic group. It just doesn't. That would never even cross my mind until I heard this. Okay. Well, I had assumed it because she was so much tanner than she's markedly more tan. I think her dad mm. had a name. 
that was Arabic sounding for the first Ooh, right. episode yeah. zero, if I remember correctly. So, and that's and, the thing is that there's so few characters like that that okay. uh, people get upset when when it, one is a, like coded as a minority and mm. gets a white voice actor. I mean, because like you said, some characters are just tan. Like there's a character from One Punch Man named Black Luster. He's one of the S tier heroes. And he just looks like a really, really ripped black dude. It turns out he's just a guy a really, really, really deep tan. Yeah. And if Which you is actually like, like, like Nagatoro-san. I mean, Nagatoro is like several shades darker tan than everyone else. But it's still quite clear that she's just Japanese and just maybe yeah, she's more, on the more swim spotlight. team. Right? Yeah. So she's yeah. Tan. yeah. Yeah. Or and maybe she's from Okinawa. She's darker than Celeste Mercury. <laughs> so. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying that this is the thing that's come up and all the yeah, kind of stems yeah. from. Crunchyroll being a cheap bastard and not wanting to hire remote people to, you yeah. know, record their roles at home or another studio. Yeah, I mean, during the pandemic, they did that. So, um, well, have they not still got those setups? They, they still have the setups, them? but they don't want to yeah. pay people that. Because remember, yeah. Texas, among all of its other many great features, is a right to work state, which means oh, you yes, of course. Very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Which means you pay them less. Yeah. Ooh. Yay, Texas. Yay. Yay, Ted Cruz. All right, moving no, on. Yep, yep. Never Ted Cruz is the uh, <laughs> Ted Cruz. You mean the Zodiac killer? Yeah, he's probably killed somebody. Oh man, I can see. I'm uh, gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Uh, Rec, tell me about Chainsaw Man. Way better, more fun killing. Yeah, Chainsaw Man. Uh, so there's been some interesting, contradictory news. Uh, you know, there is a lot of consternation online, a concern among some of the uh, fan base about it because the initial Blu-ray sales. In Japan, and this is, you know, once again, this is just the first week and just in Japan, were bad. They only moved about 1,735 copies, Damn. which in, in comparison, shows like Licorice Recoil did 23,000, Bochi the Rock did 17,000, and Eminence and Shadow did three, over 3,000. So they ha- they're selling less Blu rays than the Eminence and Shadow. That's oof. Mm. Now, you know, there are counter arguments people saying, like, you know, people, Blu ray sales aren't as important as. They should, right. as some people like, oh, Blu-ray sales are bad. I'm like those aren't as important as they used to be. And it was mentioned repeatedly several times, and I could, I kind of agree with this. That part of the plan for this show was to take advantage of its of Chainsaw Man's popularity outside of Japan, uh-huh. more so than normal, which would lead us into uh, the next part of the story, which is that on the uh, January Bookscan top sellers list for graphic novels, eleven of the twenty spots were Chainsaw Man. <laughs> and there's 11 volumes available in English. So. Right. So <laughs> it's extremely popular. <laughs> so those Blu-ray sales outside of Japan might spike it, you know, more so than anything else. But anyway, some people online are concerned that the low Blu-ray sales might cause some kind of problem for the second season. I think they'll be good. I don't some know where the most online are very, very stupid. Yeah, I mean, apparently there was a group, there was a, is a petition online in Japan to reboot Chainsaw with a different director because it's too Western. What? Um, I'm like, if you say so, it, it didn't look particularly Western to me. There's a lot of Western influence, especially like Hollywood cinema stuff in there. But otherwise, yeah. I don't know. Feels like are, are, a... are they gonna recast? Are they gonna redo fucking My Hero Academia for being too Western too? Yeah. Also, I did note uh, the article did note that the sales figures don't count internal sales from Mappa's online store, so they, the numbers could be higher. That's where all the sales are coming from. Right. Like, where, where else are you buying it? Well, you know, from stores and other online stores and other like retail locations. But then, but then why, wouldn't, why wouldn't you have the first party sales? 
that's so stupid. I don't know. I guess at the uh, map is online. Internal sales don't get reported. Why? I buy everything from map is online shop. Where I get my yeah. groceries. Like I said, I think this is probably going to be one of those stories that ends up being a nothing burger. Um, if we just saw with the the manga sales, like it's still super popular. Especially, it's going to get a second season, and when it's going to get into the meat of the story, everyone keeps telling us is great. So I think we'll probably be fine on Chainsaw Man. Let's just hope it doesn't get given to Studio Dean. No, keep it with Mappa. God damn it! <laughs> and Mappa busted their ass on that show. So. He did, yeah. Now they're going to bust their ass on One Punch Man. Bad for those guys. Uh, I think. I just hope uh, we don't have to wait as long for in between seasons we did for One Punch Man. Well, as long as they don't have giant shows planned for this year, they'll keep them busy. Uh, no, they're fucked. When is Attack on Titan going to finish? All right, moving on. Uh, my new story is not as interesting as Red Zeno, so I'm going to do mine first. Uh, that time I got reincarnated as Slime, had its grand finale opening, uh, did, did some sales. I didn't go see it. Apparently, it's not that great, right? This is the same one you saw, Dr. Kev? This is a movie. Yeah, it's mid. It was a mid movie, not yeah. mid like Campfire Cooking, which is amazing. There are other kind of mid, which is like not good. Uh, yeah. Fuse, the author of the original light novel series, drafted the film's brand new original story. The story centers on a new country named Raja, located in the west of Tempest. Rimuru and his companions get involved in a long-running conspiracy that swirls around a woman with mysterious power. Rimuru and his commander, oh. Benimaru, also encounter another ogre survivor named Hiro, who used to hold Benimaru in high regard. So, yeah, there's a new uh, slime story that got announced. Uh, probably going to be adapted to an anime eventually, anyways. I hope not, because it doesn't, from what I've heard, it has no real, real amp impact on the overall plot. It's a side story. It's a side story. I'm assuming Rimuru just solved all the problems by waving his hands and doing magic. What, 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 what the story is, you know, this is a fin finale showing of the movie that's already out. So this is like the final showing. It's not a new movie, but they're right. going to announce a new thing at that, despite the fact they've already announced a season three. So God knows. Man, that's a season four or an online or a mobile game. So the story, the new story is basically just, it's an announcement that there will be an announcement. Yep. <laughs> I love those. It was a teaser for an announcement about an announcement. About a teaser about an announcement. Yeah. This is where we live list, It would be fun to make fun of. That's all. Speaking of, actually, there's no transition here. Right, Zeno, go ahead. <laughs> so, it's funny you mentioned that maybe they're talking about a mobile game. I'm pretty sure they had one. Uh, I, I don't remember if it's still going or not, but in the last couple of weeks, there's been a crapload of uh, games of all sorts that are uh, live service games ending their services. So um, we've had a bunch of Western mobile games go out of business. Um, we're having a bunch of uh, anime games go out of business as well. It, it's a lot. Um, like just in the past week... Uh, a mystery game called Crime Site, um, Honeyworks Premium, a Code Geass game, uh, the Hunter x Hunter Arena Battle game, um, a streaming app from Production IG, and a Love Live game have all declared that they're ending within this these last couple of weeks. It, it's they're dropping like flies. It's kind of hilarious. Um, the Love Live game in particular has been around for 10 years. Jesus. It's a rhythm game. Um, yeah, that there makes are, sense. There are quite a few idle rhythm games 
on mobile at the moment actually there's several but this one in particular um is is less of a problem for the company than the others are probably just because the reason they're shuttering this is to start a new one that is going to go into service like a month after this one closes oh that's not bad just one month yeah Something like that. They're they're real close together, if I remember right. Um, there's also another Love Live mobile game going on right now that's completely different from either one. So like, it, it's not like the franchise is suffering. They're they're just they're just shuttering one of the older games and making a newer version of it. From what I hear, it's I think it's some sort of sequel. Like the the stories are connected from the one that's closing and the one that's starting. Yeah, Love Live just a big money spigot. Yeah. I'm I'm wondering if this has anything to do with like all the layoffs that we're seeing in all kinds of industries, especially the video game industry. Um, I think they just people hired up big when COVID started because they needed a lot of people working remotely, mm-hmm. and now the people are going back to the office. I'm like, all right, well, we need to get rid of a third of you. Oh, that means we have to cancel all these games because nobody's there to work on them anymore. That seems well. To be it's not just that right nobody's now. there to work on the games, but also they're no longer profitable because with with uh, COVID having many. settled down, that means nobody has as much free time as they sure. briefly did. There's, all of a sudden, with COVID, everybody had a whole shit ton of free time to try all these games, and now they don't. COVID giveth and taketh awayeth. Yeah, there's a like I can't even begin to tell you the number of industries that have the exact same problem, like that spiked during the pandemic and then didn't somehow anticipate that COVID would end. Right. <laughs> Supply chains are like that. Uh, fucking. Uh, meal, you know, those meal replacement or not meal, mm-hmm. the meal pre- preparation, like Blue Apron, stuff like that. Like three of those have gone bankrupt in the last month and a half. Yeah, I don't remember because people HelloFresh can actually go to grocery stores again now. Yeah. HelloFresh is still working. Yep. Unfortunately. Still those podcast sponsors. Hey, I like HelloFresh. <laughs> Use code Anite to get 20%. No. Yeah. Hey, we should get into that. We really should. That. Like, no, get a Casper don't. mattress. Use code Anite50. I use uh, Lisa. Thank you very much. Okay. Anyways, uh, was that all the games that got uh, shut down? Uh, at least in this past like week and a half. We'll probably get another 10 or so next week. <laughs> Something like that. There were a bunch of Western ones, too, that I didn't bother with because they have nothing to do with anime. But the, yeah. the important question is, Princess Connect is still going, though, right? Yes. Okay, that's what's important. To the best of my knowledge, it's still going strong. As long as Dragalia Lost is still going. No, no um, that, I'm that so sorry. Ended, to, oh. Like, not what? only did no. that announced that it ended, I'm pretty sure it already stopped a few months ago. I think it was very recently gone, yeah. yeah. Some people were really mad about that. Games have to end, man. Get over it. Okay. Any live service game, if you're playing a live service game, you have to accept that at some point it'll cease to exist. Although, I, I recently discovered EverQuest is still going. One, but not yeah. two, right? Two is not still going. No, one, one and two are still going. And I was like, Lord. what? EverQuest? Okay. Are you talking official or are you talking about like fan servers that because there's third party servers for almost every MMO? No, this is like an official still running ever like EverQuest is still being run by the original company. That's and I, like, I don't know if like how many people are still playing it, but the fact that it exists at all is stunned to me. I mean, I guess if there's still people playing it, they're the hardest of hardcore fans and they're they're making enough money. Like, they have to be the whales, right? They have to be the ones spending extra money on the, the top-tier subscriptions and whatnot, right? Well, you'd have to think so, yeah. Because, like, otherwise they would have been out of business by now, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but that's still running. RuneScape's still running. Well, RuneScape still has morons like Kingsley on. <laughs> anyway. 
Speaking of morons like Kingsy, we are going over the top 2022 anime as voted on by the Anate community. Um, T-Grip had his list last episode, and we thought it would be interesting to get our reactions to to the list, see how it turned out. Um, you know what? I didn't actually think what the format would be on this. I guess we're just going to turn to the community first and see what we think. Um, let's start with Viking. Viking said... As far as shows that were underrated, he said, Sabikui Bisco. I blame myself for that because I somehow missed it when we were initially looking through my history. And uh, he says Call of the Night, though Call of the Night was ranked pretty high. I think it was like number seven or so. It should have been higher. I, uh, it yeah, should have been higher. How high do you think? It should have been two. Two? I put it in my top five, so I really liked it. Yeah. Um, Viking said, he's, right, he's right about Sabikui Bisco. Sabikui Bisco got screwed, man. Where did that end up? It's not in the top 10. It was super low. It's because it, it wasn't was very low. good at the end. It started off okay and they went a the bit ending crap. was really stupid. Yeah. It was a great show until the, the end, I'll admit. But that, like, I didn't, and it shouldn't be top 10, but I was hoping it, would, it should be in the top 30, but it's not. It was a good year last year. so It, it really was. Um, but let me get back to what Viking was saying about Call of the Night. Fantastic style animation, incredibly interesting characters in the story, and the best music in years. And yeah, Creepy Nuts did I, maybe all of it. I know they did the intro and the outro. I don't remember if they did all the music, but otherwise, I listened to that music a lot. I did. Mm. I drew the character. Oh shit! What's her name? I drew the main character. Mizuna. No. The the vampire. Nazuna. Nazuna. Yeah, Nazuna. Yeah. All the way you said it confused me. Yes. Yeah, she's great, and I, I loved it too. So, I, th- I think in the top ten is worthy. I think that was good enough for the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for for a full anime community, uh, and we all know anime fans are s- stupid and horny. We're lucky it got in there. Wait, who listens to this podcast? Never mind. <laughs> Moving on, Alistair said, for underrated, Miss Kurimitsu from Monster Development Department deserves as much love as love after world domination. They both will make... Uh, they bo- this is a typo. They both will make you laugh your inner child as much as your young adult self through the power of nostalgia. For me, Miss Kurimitsu reignited my passion for... Tokusatsu, while having a good time making fun of many tropes of the genre, including some jabs to Magical Girls. Uh, I watched both of these, and I actually think Love After is a little better, but I agree yep. that Miss Kurumitsu had a lot more like Tokusatsu uh, references and whatnot. Yeah, it was good, but like Love After is way better. Yeah. As a show in general, yeah. Moving on. Uh, where are we? Dark Ether says, for underrated... Kotaro lives alone. Fantastic exploration and child-parent relationships. One of the most realistic depictions of children coping with trauma. A beautiful story about family and one of the best comedies of the year. I love it. Did you guys watch Kotaro? Yeah, but it made me want to cut myself. Um, I I couldn't get into it because the animation was so bad. Yeah. I mean, it's a good show, but it's a good show that you can only watch really one episode at a time. It's so yeah, dark. Man. Don't binge that. <laughs> Don't binge it. <clears throat> uh, Dark Ether also says for overrated, the executioner and her way of life. No! God, he's always <laughs> so wrong. I love Aether. He's a great guy and a good writer, but he's always so wrong about this stuff. This is what he had to say. <laughs> Boring leads, mid, more, here we go, mid, oh, this is the damn the title. No! Mid art direction, a wacky sense of escalation, and one of the least memorable endings of the year. Chaos! I don't know what that's... Disappointing all around, but because it started off fine, but just couldn't. 
Execute. But Ether, if you're listening to this, you and me, we're having words, okay? Words. You are incorrect, Ether. You're having words with fists. <laughs> These words are going to hurt and come in the form I, of a hurled rock. I love this show. This is my number two. Wow. I've also it was read like the my novels. number eight or nine, but I loved it too. Well, it sounds like it was his number two as well, just not that kind of number two. Mm, yeah. You mean like poop? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was a poop yeah. joke. I get you. Oh. This was not I mean, in my top ten. I thought it was. I fine. really, I, I really want a, a second season of this because the books go some interesting places. Yeah, we left it off in a real, like a real cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Still one of the all-time great first episodes. Yes. Yeah, a lot of shock value, but I feel like it didn't live up to that. Maybe it does really? later on. I did. I I really love the world they built around yeah. those characters. Uh, just the idea that isekai people cause so much problems. The, the concept, I think, was way stronger than the execution, and not part of the stupid pun. Mm-hmm. Well, you and Aether can go sit on Wrong Island together. It's yeah. fun. We have meat from isekai websites. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so looking at the top ten, let's just briefly go over it, because we went over last time, and we wonder what you guys think is overrated or underrated. Uh, Licorice Recoil at ten. Think? No, that should be number one. It's fucking ridiculous. It's absolute travesty of justice. When, when when he unveiled that on the last podcast, I was outraged and I was mad for the rest of the podcast. And your face was burning up. Snickers recoil number one. That was my number one, and it should have. I didn't expect it to win, but it should have been like three or four. I liked outraged. it a lot, but it didn't make my top ten. I don't Sorry. know. I think it was like my number eleven or something. Like it just barely missed. So it's our fault. Yep. Sorry. Would have been higher if we voted higher. Suck it. I, Number I will nine. seek vengeance upon you. <laughs> Anime vengeance. Number nine, I was shocked. This one should be higher. Chainsaw Man. I thought it'd be way higher, but I guess some people didn't like the animation or something. I mean, honestly, it, it wasn't that good. What? I, I, okay. Okay. Ah, what? Go. I, I liked Chainsaw I liked it. Okay. Remember, there's, remember the, there's a lot of us like me. Who did not read the manga? We don't read. I don't read a manga. I don't read manga. I don't know how to read. I fall asleep after like a minute. Right. So honestly, the first half of that sh- of that season was very slow. I still ended up really liking it once it started to get once it got moving. When they they introduced the rest of the characters, the eye patch girl and and you know right. everybody else, and then then you know all that shit started going down. It was good. I really liked it, but it, it was it, it wasn't top ten. That slow material. pace created just amazing tension. It's hey, don't the get best me wrong, animation I've seen in like years. It's incredible what they did with that shit. And honestly, I, I, I took it off my list because of the scene where she throws up in his mouth. Like I can't look oh. at that. <laughs> it still scars me mentally. But I expect season two will make the top ten. We'll get higher up, honestly. I think season two will probably be a, a banger. Now I know why the Blu-rays didn't sell. The Vomit. I mean, that was that's my reason. Uncensored. They're like, no, you're getting uncensored vomit if you buy the Blu-ray. Oh, wait, I'm not buying the Blu-ray then. Fucking censor that. Turn to a rainbow. We're fine. Just cut the whole scene. No, you need the scene. It's funny. Is it? You can cut that one part. I still can't believe they spent like, so much effort building Eyepatch Girl, and then they just fucking whacked her. Well, that's the thing. That's what happens in anime. Like, oh, this character got a lot of screen time. Oh, she did. That's like always. It's like a trope. I bet it actually has a name. No, it probably is. It's it just, probably does, but don't go diving on it right now. It just happened faster than I expected. But I, I guess that is the whole point of Chainsaw Man is like shit goes down. Shit goes mm-hmm. hard. I, I'm reminded it. of a comic I kill. 
Yeah, except the Chainsaw Man didn't make me furious. Are you sure? It sounds like you were pretty furious when it didn't make, you know, number two or something. What, Chainsaw Man? Yeah. No, I don't give it. No, Licorice Recoil should have been up on the top. Oh, that was the one. Chainsaw Man, I I think, should be somewhere in the 20s. (laughs) But yeah, nobody cares what I think. Do we feel like we're getting a lot of the same takes from the last episode? Should we keep going down the list or just give our individual stuff? I mean, you know, we we mentioned it on the last, but I think we I'm basically repeating myself. Okay, so yeah, we'll, we'll just uh, we won't go down the list again, so you can listen to the last episode. But um, top three, Mob Psycho season three, uh, the finale. That's uh, number three. Number two, Spy Family. Not number one. No, Bochy the Rock was number one, which I guess it has more general appeal and Anate. I love Bochy the Rock, I, but man, putting yeah. anything over Spy Family blows me away. It reminds me of when Suki Gakure took number one, and I was like, what? Uh, this is, so it's not the first to, time. When we go to Antarctica. No, yeah, that, that was That's the year the one me. that went to Antarctica lost to Suki Gakure, which no, is that a, one won. No, it didn't. It's further from the universe. That was number one, right? Was it? I, I just remember one, one year one. that fucking stupid middle school romance with this weird animation style one that Gugsy loves that show, and I was like, is there anything more damning than Gugsy endorsement? <laughs> and somehow it took number one. But I, I have no opinion on Bochy the Rock because I didn't watch it. I'm still kind of surprised it took over Spy Family. I was, I was like, I would have bet any amount of money that Spy Family was number one. Yeah, me too. And the only one of the top three that even was in my top ten list was Mob Psycho, which was my number nine. Wow, <laughs> I, I mean, I it was a damn good season. Because I voted for all sorts of random things. Um, what were your top three? Uh, well, it would have been Summertime Rendering, but I wasn't allowed. Me um, too. So, my, so yeah. my actual top three was number one, Birdie Wing, because you've got to love those lesbian golf girls. Uh, yes. um, the Executioner and Her Way of Life, because you've got to love those lesbian murder girls. <laughs> and, then, and, and then three, Yeah Boy Kong Ming, because I don't know, you've you got to love those ancient Chinese rap pop That's managers. <laughs> I don't know. And you're also one of like two people who voted for Dance 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 Sewer. That's a fantastic anime. It's really, really good, even though it's about ballet. I don't even like ballet. I don't even like golf. And I voted a golf anime as my top. <laughs> that's barely a golf anime. It's, I know that's called that. It's not really golf anymore by like episode four. You guys want it's me to golf, sing it? But better. Yeah, yeah, just go ahead. Sing it. No, not that you want to. I'm no. <laughs> Blue bullet hole? <laughs> uh, I couldn't believe the Demon Slayer, the newest Stark, was at 25. I wonder if people just didn't want to do like sequels like that. I mean, I don't go for sequels as a rule. Does anybody in Anate really care that much about Demon Slayer? I mean, I love Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer was my yeah. actual number 11, I realized. Really? I like, I don't know. Um, I didn't vote for it at all because I... Th- really didn't like the second season very much because the first, what, seven episodes or so were just a chopped up version of the movie which was fine as a movie and then like the second arc I just thought was just really nothing much of interest happened. There was a cool fight at the end, I guess, which in the manga is about a panel long. Hmm. <laughs> but, um, it was a hell of a fight scene though. Yeah, it was, it was amazing, but I didn't give a shit about any of the characters. <laughs> like, at all. Did not care. Um, so mm-hmm. I wonder is this, is this how like every arc works though? Is like they meet another Hashira and then that per- that Hashira dies or is mortally mutilated? Well, I think he's in the, the next arc. one. 
I think the the sound guy is in the next one too. Didn't he lose an arm? Something happened to him. I don't know. Ninjutsu healing, maybe. I, I really wanted more explanation for his three wives, but I guess we didn't, we're not going to go into that. Yeah, three yeah, wives. Just, more do you need to know? I didn't really like him because of his three wives. Like, mm, yeah, yeah, three like really hot wives. Yeah, they're hot. What's wrong with that? And he's a ninja. I mean, come the fuck on. How would like? Rec loves ninjas. I do love ninjas. <laughs> you make a show about ninjas, I will give it a shot, no matter how dumb the premise is. Well, I watched the entire Ninja Skull TV series, and it wasn't any good. I, uh, I watched Ninja Resurrection, which is one of the worst fucking anime movies ever made. <laughs> I've not I have such sights to show you, Requiem. <laughs> Don't do I it. Have, I have some incredibly terrible ninja series to recommend you. Is there girl in it? Hmm? I just, Does it have Goro? That's fine. I just, just throw back. Never mind. Don't worry about it. Do we have any more reactions to this list? Uh, th- there's all of one show on here that I am certain I actually watched last year, and that's it. Wow. Yeah. Why and that's okay. Dress Up Darling. Great yeah. show. Great show. Absolutely fucking fantastic. I could not have been happier with that adaptation unless, you know, we got more of it. Which I, I do hope we get more of it. We should get more of it. It was very well received from what I remember. Both Japan and America, so, yeah. The only two countries. Yep. The ones that matter, yeah. Oh, fuck. Fuck Canada. Yeah, before we get started. Well, I think we might be good for a podcast. Uh, is there anything else? We I don't think we need to talk about anything else. Anime's done. Yeah, that's it for anime. I want more of that near anime. That was there's pretty good adaptation. Yeah. I was surprised. Yeah, you ain't getting any more of that until at least next season. It's because of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did did we talk about a shitload of shows getting delayed due to COVID? Yeah, a lot of them. Kubo, near, at least a couple other ones. Ayakashi Triangles being delayed as well. No. Yeah, <laughs> delayed my thighs. Mm. Kubo's a damn shame. That's that's one of the other things I'm watching. It is also really sweet. Yeah, Kubo's kind of fun. I only just recently watched the first two episodes. I thought that was pretty fun too. But yeah, it's also now in the limbo. Right. It it, it Kubo is what I really wanted uh Takagi-san to be like. Oh yeah, I can see that. I was, I was they're, they're, they're older than Takagi-san's characters though. Right, but I was kind of disappointed with Takagi-san. It, it was the same joke over and over again. This one, this one, puts new spin on it every time. Well, this one has her sister, which really improves everything. Well, that too. Um, for that matter, the uh, the author of Takagi-san currently has a different manga going about these uh, this shogi club in high school, and it's way better in every way. Yeah, one will what's his name make his move. Yeah, when will he make his make move? Move? yeah, that had an anime last season. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, the, the manga's still going, and it's still great. I don't think you guys know what an outro is. We're done. All right. Okay. Let's Woo, outro. Let's wrap it up. Woo! Woo! Wee! Next time will probably be our closing uh, opinions on the current season. So <laughs> look forward to that. Uh, I've been... I've been Ivan Mink. Thank you, Dr. Kev, Requiem, and Red Zeno. Uh, bye bye. Venus line, Venus line. <laughs> Goodbye. Just couldn't let it go. Goodbye, and remember, anime fans are stupid. <laughs> <laughs>